You are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now present the Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. Welcome to the Health Hub on Radio Maria Canada. Our producer is Alex Diaz. I am your host, Kathy Biasse, and I'm very happy to be sharing these hosting duties with my son, Michael Biasse. Michael, welcome to our show. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Everybody, we've done this intro a couple of times, so we're just nailing it down here. So uh, be patient with the both of us. Uh, Today's show is being recorded, but you can keep up to date and informed about our show by following us on our social sites. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We are at the Health Hub RMC on those social sites. And please do feel free to email us at thh at radiomaria.ca. We'd love you to subscribe to our podcast. We are the health hub that's one word on itunes soundcloud all your favorite podcast platforms and you can also find our podcast on the radio maria canada website which is radiomaria.ca and on my website which is kathybiasse.com beyond how music can make us feel Research has shown that for kids, music has the power to enhance listening skills and to help them develop uh, intuitive responses. Music can also aid in the learning of vocabulary, enhance memory, and stimulate many other critical areas of development, including both social and emotional skills. So the impact of the music on Sharon Lewis and Bram beyond making our kids and parents alike happy has actually helped to shape the minds of countless children that it has reached. We are so honored to have Sharon and her daughter, Randy, on our show today. For more than 40 years, Sharon Hampson, a member of Canada's much-loved trio of family entertainers, Sharon, Lois, and Bram, has entertained families across North America. When Lois stepped away from performing in 2000, Sharon and Bram carried on as a duo. Through their touring, their gold, platinum, and multi-platinum recordings, their critically acclaimed television series, The Elephant Show, and Skinamarink TV, they have sung their way into the hearts and homes of young and old alike. Following Bram's retirement, and with his encouragement, Sharon and her daughter Randy are continuing to share the music of Sharon, Lois, and Bram with fans and friends old and new. Sharon and Randy have been singing together since Randy was three. More recently, when Lois was unable to make a holiday charity concert performance, she suggested Randy to take her place. Randy accepted the opportunity and performed on stage alongside her mother. Randy is the author of Sharon, Lois and Bram's Skinamarink and the producer of Sharon and Bram's recently released and Juno nominated recording Sharon and Bram and Friends. Randy's song lyrics and voice can be heard on several of the album's tracks and fans had the chance to see her performing live countless times throughout Sharon and Bram's 2019 tour. Sharon and Randy are excited to be singing the songs of Sharon, Lois and Bram, many introduced to the trio by Randy with a new generation of musical friends. Randy is excited to be working on the next Sharon, Lois, and Bram book, One Elephant Went Out to Play, which is scheduled to be released by Penguin Random House in the spring of 2022. When Randy isn't performing with her mother or hanging out with her sons, she is board chair of Gilda's Club Greater Toronto, an organization that supports families dealing with cancer, and she works as a family lawyer. Randy recently produced a video of their recording of Talk About Peace, which has been shared around the world and viewed more than 140,000 times. 
Michael and I are so pleased, honored, and thrilled to have Sharon and Randy with us. So please do stay tuned for this great interview, everybody. We will be back in a few minutes. are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now continue with the program, The Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. Welcome back. Everybody, as mentioned, our show is being recorded, so unfortunately no opportunity for calling in, uh, and we're going to get straight to it. Sharon and Randy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for taking this time to be with us. It, it really makes our hearts sing. Oh, that's so lovely. Thank you. Well, a family interview with uh, a family, family members on both sides. That's, right. that's exactly right. That's exactly right. This is Michael's first time as, as host, and I'm hoping that he can, you know, take over a couple of shows for me. He's a natural. <laughs> we'll He's yeah. a natural. Um, Sharon, as a parent, um, your influence on me was uh, outstanding. Uh, you offered music that helped parents connect with children. You, uh, you gave us a vehicle for happiness. You gave us um, music that can inspire happiness, but maybe happiness wasn't around. And um, before we get into talking about that, you know, it almost brings tears to my eyes because you were such a big part of my four children's lives. So um, awesome. And thank you for that. Thank you. I think we should sign off now. because No, no, it's only going to get better. It's only going to get better. Absolutely. That means a lot to me. Thank you. Yeah. And I was a huge fan. I'm still a huge fan. And uh, we met a couple of years ago in Mississauga at the Mississauga Music Fest. And I was doing some, I guess, research for this interview. And I was looking at your show, Sharon's Great Big Life on YouTube. And (laughs) I came across that episode at the Sung Music Fest and I saw me and my band there meeting you, getting you to sign the Skin and Rank book. And that's so cool. It was like we were there. (laughs) I was just gonna I was wondering if you ended up in that video. That's so funny. I was supposed to be there too, but I had pneumonia. Oh um, I would have gotten to meet you too. Well, like I said, uh, pre-interview, we we were talking, everybody, before uh, Michael called, and he was at this big music festival, and he said, you will never guess who I just saw. And I was thinking, you know, some rock personality. He goes, I just saw Sharon. I saw Sharon from Sharon Lois and Brand. So I was like, I was laughing. I was, and he sends me the video. So I know the music inspired you a lot. Instantly transported me back to my childhood. It was incredible. And clearly you have, I mean, I think sometimes when people meet us, they get, teary mm-hmm. and and sometimes they're embarrassed and I say don't be embarrassed you're you're thinking back to your happy childhood those are good memories mm-hmm. happy right happy Absolutely childhood, happy yeah. childhood. Yes, and also happy. When, when I meet people like you Michael I often say are you gonna who, are you gonna call your mother now because that's what happens all <laughs> well not only did I call my mother yeah but when I got you to sign the Skinner Rink book I had you make it out to my mother there too we so go. Yeah. that was nice that was nice <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I mean like you were such you Sharon Lois and Bram were a huge influence on my I want to say musical career but my musical ambitions and it's just been an incredible opportunity to get to meet you today and to meet you then. And uh, I really want to know a little bit more about the history of Sharon Wilson Bram and how you three got started together. It was, it was, it's, it's interesting, I think, because it was not an intention to start a career together. We all three, Bram and I knew each other from the folk scene. Lois and I met through a mutual friend. We were both doing musical music for children through the, she was doing it in the library 
and I was with the program called Mariposa in the Schools. We were all doing different kind of musical things. We all eventually connected through Mariposa in the Schools, and we were going to make a record with the larger group, and it got delayed, so the Bill Usher, who was producing it, said, why don't we do one with three of you? And so we made a record. We shared values. We wanted to have really good music for children. We wanted to be varied. We wanted to use the best arrangers and musicians we could use. We wanted to use material that we loved. Um, so we made a record with the intention of making a record, not starting a career. But the response to the record started the career. How's that for a capsule? That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and what they curated in that first record really set a standard for children's music going forward. So they had um, a Ghanaian song on it. They had an Aboriginal lullaby on it. We just they listened had to that. I, I, pop tunes, a, mm -hmm. a classical guitar gavotte that Bram played in Sharon Hamdan. There was just a little bit of everything. And really, it what it said was, any kind of music can be children's music. Right. You know, if, if, if you just introduce it to children, then mm -hmm. it's children's music. And uh, what's your favorite song, Randy? Skittermering. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. You're going with the classic, are you? <laughs> you know, I, ha I have a couple. Um, I, I love, my dad wrote a whole bunch of songs for Sharon Lowe and Bram over the years. One of them is called The Very Best Band. Mm -hmm. And it introduced all the instruments, um, in, and they turned it into a symphony arrangement. So I love that one. I love Lois's old pop standards, that those take me back. And my dad did beautiful vocal arrangements for the trio. So there's a Pete Seeger song called Precious Friends, mm -hmm. and my dad wrote a counter melody for it. He, and was, he was the king of counter melodies. Okay. <laughs> Counter melodies. And I just, I love that song. I love singing it and I love the message in it and exactly. I love the arrangement. That's yes. a good question. Thank you for asking that. Oh, I mean, uh, you must have been, you know, uh, your, your mom, your parents, friends um, had to have influenced you musically. Um, but I mean, the connection between you and your mom, as we see here, uh, is, is profound. So it wasn't obviously just on the music space that your, your mom has impacted you, but on a, on a personal level as well. And uh, when I was picketing on social, social issues, I dragged her along too. You didn't drag me. <laughs> no, you willing. came with <laughs> And Randy, you sing too, right? I do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was always music in our house. I mean, mm -hmm. um, I would sometimes help my dad and mom when they were working on Sharon Lewis and Bram arrangements. I would come and sing a line to see how it would sound and stuff like that. They, my parents threw the best music parties ever. And really, we were, Lois said this to me, but it was true for my mom and dad, too. She Always, her son David, who's one of my best friends, would also always be around. And she said, you know, my son is just along for the ride. Whatever we're doing, he's doing too. So our parents always included us in music stuff, in political stuff, in you know, canvassing for causes like the Cancer Society, all those kinds of things, we always were included. Has anyone ever told you you sound just like your mother? Yeah, I was just, <laughs> just thinking that. You sound yes. We know that from the dates who called the house. Oh, even even <laughs> back then, you sounded alike. Oh, when she was nice. in university. Well, when you were in law school, actually, one time that one of the professors called and he said, "Which one of you is it?" Oh, <laughs> and another time, her former husband called started to have a conversation. I said, stop! Yes, don't, yes. don't go there, don't go there, wrong person. Yeah. So what What about no, your music sets you apart? I'm sorry? I, no, I do not hear it at all. You no. don't hear it at all? No, no. Do you hear it? Do you hear it when we're singing? Yeah, a bit, yeah. yeah. But talking, not at all. Oh, anyway, 100%. I believe you. I, you're not the first. Yeah, no, yeah. if I close my eyes, I couldn't differentiate um, who would be talking to me. 
We yeah. were recently recording, we're working on a second book, and we were recently recording the song of the second book, which is When Elephant Went Out to Play. Mm-hmm. And the producer had some challenges when we were singing in unison to try and and differentiate, differentiate our voices so you could hear both of them. Okay. Know? It's Maybe not we should sing together, right Michael. I no. should go into your band. Maybe we should sing together. Well, you taught me how to play guitar. There you so go. There you <laughs> oh, <laughs> a little bit. Well, you and Bram, I got to say, Rock Around the Clock was one of my favorite <laughs> songs growing up. So. <laughs> and I think he went to bed to skin a marink. That yeah. was pretty much, um, there actually was, a, we had a CD that was in the car, you know, back in the day when that was the CDs in the car. Mm-hmm. And and I actually, you know, Sharon, and, and take this with the, the fondest of intentions. I was so tired <laughs> of all the songs over and over. we played them endlessly. And it was every time we get in the car, put on skin a marink. And that meant put in the CD. Yeah. uh, I I know people who, who we, an old friend of Randy's, they were traveling. They were listening to our music. It was a cassette in those days. Oh yeah. The tape broke and they had to sing the album the the little girl knew the proper order of the songs they had to sing. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. And God love us parents. I mean, you, you really helped us out on some of those long Mm -hmm. trips. That's for sure. What about your music sets you apart, do you think, from other children performers? And that's still enduring. I think, you know, I think that the range of, of music is, as Randy described it, is significant. I think the quality of the music is why parents don't run away from us because, you know, you hear good instruments, good instrumentalists, you could hear good arrangements. And the music encourages people to participate mm-hmm. and it's fun to be part of something like that yeah. and not everybody does that and it is not teachy that was a, a goal of ours we're not going to say oh now you're going to learn about math with this song there happen to be songs where kids do learn arithmetic things or rhyming or but never because that's the goal we choose the songs because they are good songs and the intention is to have fun singing them Mm-hmm. Well, I was going back and I was listening to One Elephant or One Elephant to Deux Elephants, and some of the guitar playing in it is just absolutely incredible. So you go from being a kid and just singing along to the lyrics, and then as you get older and you go back, or I was watching the Elephant Show again, and that purple spider in the beginning <laughs> will always be in my mind. And, you know, like it influences me now with my guitar playing too. It's right. really just, you know. It's two different takes, I guess, as a parent and as a child. As a parent, we were just so darn thankful that there was something to entertain Mm -hmm. the kids. And as a child, you know, growing up with the music and looking back on 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 the music is just amazing. And I'm sure Michael, with his own children, when they come along, will be uh, introducing um, the music that you have shared as well. No no pressure. Not at all. No, no, none at all. I just know that he's a musician and I just, you know, he'll be playing music and and it just, I'm sure that this will just be a big part of their lives. Music will definitely be a big part. How was the transition into TV from music? That must have been... We loved doing TV and we had a lot to learn. It was a new medium for us. And, and, you know, when you talk, when we talk about musicians and the quality of, of the music and all of that, people who worked on TV, TV shows with us loved it. I mean, the, the grips and the cameraman and all of that, they loved it because it was something, it was something good. It was good for everybody. It made them feel good. The grips would walk around with a little kid on their shoulders you know, we loved doing TV and, and, you know, we did it for a long time. And as I say, we loved doing it and we learned a lot. We had a, a director who worked with us on the elephant show for many, many years. We became great friends, Stan. And uh, he said to us, there's a difference. The difference between a concert and a TV show is that in a concert, you're singing to people in the last row, the back of the theater. Uh, on a TV show, you're talking to one kid in the front row, mm. and you have to not project to the back row. So every now and then we'd shoot a scene, and then he'd say, you're playing to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> that's sorry, how we, sorry. That's yeah. <laughs> how we learned to speak to the kid in the front row. 
Well, it's um, it, it must have been quite an exposure thing for you. You must have gone from, uh, you know, the touring and the records and then to be in, in TV. It must have just exploded your careers. It really did. And particularly when the show went on Nickelodeon in the States, then mm-hmm. all of a sudden we were playing to state fairs of 10,000 people and it just changed everything for sure. You know, um, one of the interesting things about pivoting from stage to television was they were singers and um, entertainers, but they weren't actors. Right. And in the mm-hmm. Elephant Show, um, they, they did two TV series. And in the Elephant Show, they really were mostly playing themselves. Occasionally there would be you know, characters, but mostly they were playing themselves, which children really loved. I mean, Mm -hmm. when when Mm -hmm. I toured with Sharon and Bram on their farewell tour, I was constantly getting feedback from adults saying, I learned to parent from Sharon, Lois and Bram. I had a bad home life. And Sharon, Lois and Bram were my good examples of how to treat children. But the other thing they did when they did Skinnerink TV was they became actors. This was a scripted series. They created a whole bunch of different characters for each of them. And they were part like they were, you know, if we're schizophrenic people, we have different aspects of our personality. So Bram had a character who was Jake's Joke Emporium and Professor Hmm. Those are definitely facets of his personality. Right. So but they still had to act, and they'd never done that before. And they did that in their 50s and 60s, which was quite amazing. Yes. Yeah. And it was fun. It was, it was yeah. fun. We can pivot in our 50s and 60s. That's not a problem at all. I took on this radio show in my 50s. Go. It's good. It's all good. But, I mean, the authenticity flows through. And um, it's not... It's not just the the content. It's not just its delivery. It's the realism and the authenticity of the people who are expressing it, and it shines through in everything you do. It always has. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, I mean, we people meet us and say, "Gee, you're you're the same on t- in person as you are on TV." Yeah, and getting that, to know you is are, just turning on the TV. We are we are real. We're not we're not influenced. You know, like big heads and all that stuff. None of us are like that. So Bram is a neighbor of yours. Is that right? I think Randy was saying, so you're still in close contact. Are, are you yeah, um, yeah. on? Yeah. Still working on projects together. Or? And also socially. I mean, we yeah. see each other because we're, 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 we're like family. family. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. you, you spend your whole life with people and they're, I mean, we've traveled together and we've shared ups and downs for sure. Yeah, of course. As with any, as with life, there are right. ups and downs, yeah. mostly in Canada, would you say, or did you do a lot of U.S. traveling? Oh, we, tra- we toured a lot in the States. I mean, we traveled, okay. we toured extensively in Canada, but once the show went on, on Nickelodeon, we were, had huge travels in the States. Lincoln Center, oh. um, all the all the, the big the Easter egg roll on the White House lawn uh, when Bill Clinton was president. Um, oh. Yeah, you every the, really good the big venue. state fairs, all of the nice theaters in in North America. Mm-hmm. They have visited pretty much. Yeah, family in tow. Sometimes, not always, but when we went to San Francisco. Randy was living there and Lois's son David was living there and we always organized it to spend extra time there so we could be together. If they were going somewhere fun, we were grown-ups by then, Lois's son and I would always come and find them. So we went to New York, they had big shows there. Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah. Oh, David didn't come to Hawaii. No, That's but right, Lois didn't stay. Yeah. Right. But my, my brother and my dad and I all flew in and spent uh, a week in Hawaii with them. We liked that tour end. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the fun part of it. They worked and you had fun. Mostly, yeah. the, the thing is that, that mostly you didn't bring family along when you were touring because it, it was, it's hard work. Mm-hmm. You're here today, you're there tomorrow, you, you, know, you sleep in a hotel, you barely know where you are. It's, it's, not, it's not leisure sightseeing mm. travel so mostly not except New York was always extended San Francisco was always extended when we, we recorded our Christmas album in Los Angeles and Randy and David came and spent 
the week or, or with whatever with us, spent time with us and participated in everything that we were doing. Those things were fun. Sharon, did it ever get too big for you? You mean the, 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 all of it, you know, you became very popular, very fast and the touring. Indeed, it was, you know, it was exciting. It was like a learning curve. It only, it wasn't a curve. It was a straight line up. Yeah, straight line up. Yeah. Process. Um, it was fun there, you know, in any, in any business or relationship, there are challenges along mm-hmm. the way. Um, but we, you know, we were three people in long-term marriages so we knew how to weather those kinds of challenges, and we weathered whatever storms came along. So it, it was mostly exciting. Mm-hmm. Just, just before break, uh, talking about how, how old were you, would you say, when the popularity really took hold? Well, was, it a re- yeah, was it a real life change, or is it something 40, that you've 45, been... 44, 45. Like also, the last yeah. year of the show. Yes, the, the last yeah. year of the Elephant Show is, is when it... Have, took off in the states, or wow. the, or okay. that. yeah, yeah. So I was about which is 45, 45. 88, our tenth anniversary, right? Yeah. So you know, I guess Michael, like a lot of musicians, they're they're growing up with this, and and they they gain steam as a as a snowball. Uh, at forty five, a lot of musicians were would be well established. So this was a huge change for you, wasn't it? Oh yes, and and unintended, mm-hmm. um, and we we worked things out as we went along. So. No, we knew that we didn't want to stay on on the road endlessly. So the longest would have been two and a half weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if we were touring in Alberta and the next tour was BC, we were going to come home in between if, if we'd reached that two and a half week mark. So we, we shared that. If there were special events, like two of my nieces got married over time, you know, and I had to be there, obviously, and mm-hmm. I had to be there you know, ahead of time for the photographs and all of that stuff. So we all agreed on on the kind of values that mm-hmm. we shared, which is fortunate because we were all family people and had the same sort of fundamental values. Mm-hmm. And this goes to the authenticity and it goes to how you've been successful because you dictated. You were at that stage in your life where you could dictate where you wanted things to go. So wonderful. We're going to take a quick break here, everybody, and we will be right back to continue this great conversation with Sharon and Randy. There's a whole lot of people in this old world living on nothing but hate. If things don't change around pretty soon, it's gonna be too late. They're building guns and tanks and bombs and planes and I don't know at all. You better listen to the people when they talk about peace. Hear the children when they call. They talk about love, talk about peace, talk about a world full of happiness. Talk about love your neighbor as yourself. Talk about friendliness. Talk about do unto others as you would have others do unto you. And with thoughts like that running through your head, there's nothing good that you can't do. Well, they've got enough equipment to destroy the world and everything that's in it. The way I got it figured it'll take a little while, about 25 or 30 minutes. Seems funny to me that when you talk about peace, well, you might be suspected of crime. And that the people trying hardest to save the world have lived here the shortest time. They talk about love, talk about peace, talk about a world full of happiness. Talk about love your neighbor as yourself. Talk about friendliness. Talk about do unto others as you would have others do unto you. And with thoughts like that running through your head, there's nothing good that you can't do. There's civil war and conflict around the world. North, South, East, and West. 
people wherever they live have to learn that another way is best. You see, the golden rule is as good right now as it was so many years ago. You got to give love to get love. Enjoy watching the children grow. Talk about love. Talk about peace. Talk about a world full of happiness. Talk about love your neighbor as yourself. Talk about friendliness. Talk about doing to others as you would have others do unto you. And with thoughts like that running through your head, there's nothing good that you can't do. They talk about love. Talk about peace. Talk about a world full of happiness. Talk about love your neighbor as yourself. Talk about You are listening to The Health Hub here on Radio Maria Canada, a Catholic voice wherever you are. To contact us and be a part of the show, email thh at radiomaria.ca. We now continue with the program. Here once again is your host, Kathy Biasi. Welcome back, everybody. We are having a wonderful conversation here with Sharon and Randy. And uh, Randy, I know that uh, as we talked briefly, this has been such a huge impact on your life. And I know right now you are working tirelessly to ensure that the legacy of this wonderful music is uh, carried forward into future generations. How are we moving from Sharon Lois and Bram from when I was a parent to maybe Sharon Lois and Bram when Michael is a parent? Well, we are trying to share the music of Sharon Lois and Bram as a family duo. So Sharon and Randy have been doing virtual concerts during the pandemic and trying to um, acclimate uh, our existing fans and introduce new fans to the music of Sharon Lois and Bram. So um, as presented by Sharon and Randy. Right. So we have been using my sons and my beau to accompany us. So it really has been a family endeavor. But we're also working on um, some other very exciting projects. So we are working on our second and third books right now. One Elephant Went Out to Play and Peanut Butter and Jelly. So I've written additional lyrics to make make the books more fulsome and uh, Sharon and Bram and I recorded the one elephant single and um, the other exciting project we're working on right now is our keyboard player Grant Slater over about seven years recorded um, live concerts um, like on the road. On the road. Oh, no. So we have about 20 concerts that we've been listening to, and we are curating a live concert experience, uh, which we are going to be releasing in the fall. We're very excited about it. And it'll be a real um, taste of sitting in the audience watching a Sharon Lawson brand concert. And there will be songs on there that were maybe on the television show, but not necessarily on a record or different arrangements of songs. So it's going to be the first new 
recordings from Sharon Lewis and Bram in more than 20 years. And wow. um, yeah, so we're pretty I'm excited. excited. <laughs> I'm excited too. <laughs> we, we listened to that. I haven't, not all of it, but I've listened to quite a lot of it. And, and I said, you're pretty good. <laughs> we were good. <laughs> you look back and you can honestly say we were good, right? That's kind of true. Yeah. Without, without being boastful. But I say, did I really sing that high? <laughs> or that high fast? and fast? Yeah. High and fast. The tempos of the songs have definitely slowed down. (laughs) Okay, all right. And the keys get lower and lower. (laughs) I think that's pretty typical. That's all right. Now, uh, what has social media, how has that impacted? I mean, there was no social media really to speak of back in the day. And so how has this impacted things? So we have had, um, like, amazing friends who have helped us to navigate social media. So JC, Don Valeris and Chris Stangley um, have helped us. They're American adult grown-up fans. To (laughs) navigate this. But they're friends now. And they know Sharon Lois and Bram inside and out. So uh, Chris will be like, oh, it's going to be National Fishing Day. I think you should do a TikTok video about fishing. So Bram, Bram will go... Um, where are you, you going, going, little boy? Little boy? What, you got, what you got in your mouth, little boy? Arms. <laughs> so, so Chris knows everything. If somebody writes us or reaches out personally and says, I need, I'm tr- this, this happened, I'm looking for a song for my that I used to play and sing with my daughter and dance with her from, from your recordings. And I can't remember the name of it. I mean, a request like that comes, Chris has created the Sharon Lois and Bram website. He did that on Mm -hmm. his own. It's the most comprehensive website you could imagine. As a matter of fact, when we were planning the memorial for Lois, we used that website extensively. He knows things that we don't know. If I need to find out information, I write Chris and say, what song was that? Mm -hmm very quickly yeah there was something what was it you said there was a song you said we had recorded on we'd used on a tv show and bram and i said absolutely not we reach out to chris and he sends us two versions of it from two (laughs) different television shows where we recorded it and i bet you there's a lot of people around my age and even a little bit uh, older who could do very close to that as well. Well, if you're looking for someone to help you out, Michael here can jump in. He knows them all backwards, forwards, and obviously he knows the to play Bram's guitar. So yeah. there you go. You've got someone there if you need help out. Yeah. <laughs> well, Randy, as Randy was saying, they, they help us with social media, right, Rand? So the new one is TikTok. We're just learning TikTok now. And completely randomly, we'll put something on like Wadley Acha. Mm-hmm. And get a couple hundred thousand people wow. um, looking at it, watching yeah. it, and all sorts of people duetting it. It's like a college cheer, or they know different actions or different words. So there was a whole head and shoulders, knees and toes controversy. Which melody do you sing? <laughs> we did. We you know Shlemiel Shlemazel? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Lauren Laverne and Shirley. So Laverne and Shirley did it. They, I did it before Laverne. They counted. Uh, my apologies. <laughs> counted eight. We did it. We count to ten. I wouldn't say we got hate messages, but people are like, "No, that's just wrong. It's only eight. You know that sort of thing." So. Well, I mean, that was Happy Days, yeah. Laverne and Shirley. It was yeah. you know people were stuck on that. It was a Tuesday night, and it was Happy Days and Laverne and Shirley. That's what I grew up with. Yeah, and when you have experiences from younger, you get very passionate about it. You right? do. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. for sure. Kids will watch, my kids anyways, they watch the same thing even as adults. They'll watch the same thing over. And Madeline, <laughs> my daughter, will watch the same movie. They know they know the exact words to it. So, yeah, people will. Randy, get- Randy knows all those, the dialogue. Uh, Give her I, a bride and she can recite the whole movie to you. Oh, no, I won and done. I mean, there's so many movies out there. Me that too, yeah. too. I'm with you. <laughs> Yeah, but music's a little bit different that way because music elicits more of an emotional it, yes. feeling, I yeah, think. Yeah, it too. does. Yeah, so right. you want to listen to it over and over again and, yep. you know, dissect the lyrics and, you know, understand True, and it. especially children's music where mm-hmm. the, the rhythms um, 
you know, they're soothing. Yeah. You know, it's not like oh, I, I can't listen. Yeah. It's just it's soothing and yeah. it moves you into it. They know it and it's comforting. Comforting. Yeah, yeah, That's exactly. the right word. Exactly. Have you had, I mean, Sharon, this must, uh, I mean, being on social media, I know you get the audience and the, and the clapping when you're out in front and everything, but on social media, have you been um, surprised at the positive feedback that you've received? Because this is just taking you to a uh, worldwide. Well, that's interesting. I haven't thought about that. Has it taken us? I mean, I'm always touched by whatever feedback we get whether it's in person or through mail, there's beautiful messages that come. And tell me things about what we did that I haven't really known. Like, mm. like kids who say, you know, I came from a terrible home life and you were my salvation. I, you know, we don't know things like that. Mm-hmm. There are people who talk about how their disabled children respond to the music and what it means to them. You know, we only know that when someone tells us. Mm-hmm. And social media is a platform where you're going to be shown those emotions. That is one of the beauties of social media is that people can now connect in that kind of way. You know, it's a lot easier than writing a letter and posting it and finding the address and everything like that. And there is an instant gratification component Mm -hmm. to the response to it. So when people message us on TikTok, with very, very personal um, stories and comments, I can write them back and say, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Mm -hmm. And I'm so sorry that you went through that. And I'm really happy to be able to share with Sharon and Bram the impact that you had on them. And I think that people really like that a real person on the other end is responding to them. Absolutely. And it just goes with the brand, right? I mean, you are all authentic and you're carrying this on, Randy, and it's just a continuum of of something that was beautiful moving forward. So wonderful. Thank you. It's kind of funny. I just realized, you know, they've always been in my life. Like I've always worked with them in some form or fashion. So when they had an office, I used to answer fan mail. Now they saw every single response but, you know, I would read the letters and I would draft the responses for them to sign. So, so it's, it's a, a continuation. Yeah, modern yeah. It's a continuum. Yeah. Yeah. Continue. Well, sure. how, where does the lawyering in you fit into this? Cause, because it sounds like a full-time uh, career supporting Sharon Lawson Brown. Well, that, that is my, my pleasure. And I love doing it. You mean us? Yes. But which is the pleasure? Not the lawyer. The, the, oh, okay. Working on uh, with my mother and um, working with Bram and performing and doing all of those things. I absolutely love it. Um, I was a family lawyer primarily for a long time, and I'm trying to balance those two things. And I deliberately try not to work on toxic or high conflict. Uh, cases mm-hmm. so that spares my mental health and it also mm-hmm. helps me to manage my schedule. So Excellent. mostly, I mean, you learn during the pandemic that most things can happen from anywhere. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. You know, what, even when I was managing them, when they were doing their farewell tour, I was still able to take care of my clients back in Toronto when we were on yeah, the road. That's, well, that's excellent. Because yeah, you're doing like you did the Skin and Marink book and you have the two other books coming up and you did the Talk About Peace, uh, the new collaboration that you guys did. So what went into performing that and putting all that together? It must have been quite time consuming, if not. Uh, yeah. Firstly, it was a huge relief for us. I mean, we're at the stage now where uh, Bram was at the stage really ready to retire. And I'm happy for whatever she takes care of, which is almost everything. I I mean, I I trust her, obviously. Mm -hmm. She's been part of the scene for such a long time. I mean, the the Skinner Rink book wouldn't have been a book. I always like to say that it would have been a pamphlet unless (laughs) (laughs) you words. I mean, it's a, it's a charming little song, but, and Randy said early on, she said, you know, we're going to have to expand it and we don't want someone else doing it for us. Yeah. Let me take a crack at it. And then we loved what she did. So happy for her to do it. She vets it, but you know, she runs it all past yep. us. 
and if we didn't like something or were concerned about something, we have input. But it's it's really her work, and she mm-hmm. does a great job. And talk about peace. I know is a is a very special song for you, right? Uh, incorporated many people. How how what was the genesis of this, and why is it special for you? So oh. it's special. Well, no, it's special because my husband wrote it, and it's okay. a wonderful okay. song. And the sad part of that is that he wrote it many, many, many years ago, and it's absolutely, totally relevant today. It's a mm-hmm. it's a peace song. It's an anti war mm-hmm. song, and it's a, it's a pity that. You know that it's as relevant now as it was then. Mm-hmm. Take over, Randy, because she's the one who turned it into something more. We, when we recorded um, Sharon and Bram singing it, um, we invited in um, my family, my cousins, and my sons to come and sing on the chorus, and it meant a lot to them. That song has been important in our family. We sing it at our Passover seder's. We have been singing it forever. And so when we ended up in lockdown, I was talking to JC, who edited uh, the video, and we were looking for something meaningful to do that would connect people. So I just reached out to people that we were connected to. So Colin Mockery had sung with Sharon and Bram on a color song. So I messaged him and, and said, would you consider singing on the chorus? And, and he and Deb McGrath, his wife, uh, sang, participated in it. Uh, Sharon and Bram had sung with Splash and Boots on their recording of Hey Dum Diddly Dum. So I asked them. Um, JC and Chris and another super fan whose name is Roy, who's a wonderful musician. Oh, he's amazing. Um, my cousin, my niece, my kids. Um, kids who sang on kids who sang on talk about did 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 um, yeah, they sang Andrew's on, kids sing on talk about peace or something else? Oh, on other songs, another yeah. song. But kids who've been in this recording studio singing on our okay. recent. Our our dear friend Josh Loveless, who is in a band called Need to Breathe. Mm -hmm. Famous Um, band. Terrific band. He and his kids. Yeah. So we just... It, it, we just said Grant, people, our keyboard player, our drummer, our, drummer and our, our, cook, our fiddle, I mean, people close to us. Mm-hmm. We cast everyone who, who um, we cast our net, and I thought JC did a brilliant job with putting it all together, and when we stuck it up on Facebook, oh. the response was, overwhelming like thousands of people sharing it and hundreds of thousands of people watching it so that was we had never had that experience before so to see the numbers going up we were constant when we hit 50,000 we were all texting each other Mm -hmm. and so very hundred thousand it's very gratifying yeah Mm -hmm. so a whole new medium to share your music with that's Mm -hmm. that's wonderful um before we get to the end, sadly, we get to the end. Uh, any new projects, anything you'd like to tell us about that's up and coming? We've talked about the books, but any concerts coming up? Um, we are actually um, participating in a fundraiser for <laughs> Megan's Walk, Megan's Hug. Um, um, Megan, I think, had brain cancer. So too. And um, her family started a charity in her honor and um, at in her memory. In her memory, mm-hmm. um, the Sharon Lo- Sharon and Bram farewell concert at Young People's Theater. We partnered with them, and um, they have a hug. They used to do a hug around Sick Kids Hospital, where they would make a big circle around the hospital. And have a big hug. So uh, Sharon and Bram recorded a song my dad wrote called The Hug Song. So um, they performed it at that concert. And met, and and they're having a drive-in concert. Uh, it's a parade from Yorkdale to the Downsview Park in September. And it's um, on the 12th of September, which is a Sunday. And it's Honks for Hope. 
Nice. It's, um, and we're, we are honored to perform at that. Deb McGrath and Colin Mockery are hosting it, and we're hoping that they will come and sing Talk About Peace with us. Lovely. Oh, That's great. We're also doing a show, <clears throat> a show near Ottawa in Burnside. Burnside. Burnstown? Burnside. Burnside. And at a place called the Neat Cafe. Neat Cafe. It's outdoor. Neat. It's outdoors. That'll be a first, you know, the first back to it for us. Nice. Nice. That's That's wonderful. August 21st, um, just outside of Ottawa at one o'clock. Wonderful. Wonderful. And we have, oh, our pleasure. And, you know, people can get in touch with you. Obviously, you're very accessible. We'll have all your social media stuff posted when the show comes up, too. So we'll make sure. Now, would you lead us out of the show with our favorite song, your favorite song, Randy, Skin and Marine, because that would be a lovely way to end the show. And people on the radio, you're not going to be able to see us do the hand gestures, but we're going to be going along. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Skin and Marine, Skin and Marine, do. I love you. We can't sing together because there's, you know that there's a gap. You so, sing then. You go. You know what? Wait a minute. If you mute yourselves so we can't hear you, then you we'll can sing. sing with us. All right. We'll do that. Okay. We're muted. You go. No, you're not. Skin a marinky dinky dink. Skin a marinky do. I love you. Skin a marinky dinky dink. Skin a marinky do. I love you, put up the sun. I love you in the morning and in the afternoon. I love you in the evening underneath the moon. Skin a marinky dinky dink, skin a marinky do. I love you too. Boo boopy doo. How awesome is that? Oh, I mean, you just end. wonderful. Thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts. Yes, you thank do you. your own thank, thank you very you. much. Uh, what a pleasure! This has just thank been outstanding. Been talking with you, and with both of you. Yeah. Thank Love you so Michael. much. Thank you very much. Thank you. You as well. Everybody, we will talk to you next week on the Health Hub. Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi, here on Radio Maria Canada.